Hello, and welcome to Amateur Attempts. It is a Monday. Monday moan. Monday moan. We're here to moan. Everything's shit. Moan, to bitch, all that fun stuff. We are millennials, so we will moan. All right. Uh, I'm a millennial. You're a Gen Z, apparently. I'm a Gen M. I still think you're millennial, but you know. Yeah, kids these days. I was born saying kids these days. Did you know that? Uh, interesting. Okay. Yep. You were born, born out of the womb. I was like, womb. I already hate them all. You were born out of the womb very, very, very old. Yeah. You came out actually cranky. Old, cold, and tired. You done Benjamin Buttons yourself. I already had credit card debt. <laughs> okay. So Anyway, we're to get one off topic. So it's a Monday episode. Uh, did you know this is our 11th Monday? Woo, congrats. Double digits now. We're, yeah, uh, we're moving up. That. We're moving on so, up the world. Uh, was it a couple a month ago? I don't know. Or so, Biden had his infrastructure plans, about $2 trillion mm-hmm. over a period of years. And there was a big hoo-ha because people were saying, oh, well, it's not big enough. And then, uh, well, people, I guess the more uh, progressive, left-leaning people were saying it's it's not big enough. And then Republicans, right, right-wingers were saying it's way too big. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I was like, hmm. Well, when people say infrastructure, I look at I, I look at the road down from the street from where I live. Mm. It's garbage. Garbage. So it's not working. Right. Um, so that's our topic today is basically like where do we stand with that and do we even... I think most people hear it and they're like, oh, well, they know what they're doing. So they're going to tell us how much we need. Well, which I'll say it's is it's really over-encompassing, right? So it's not just also roads. It's bridges. It's subway tunnels. It's all mm-hmm. sorts of things. So... I think it even includes telephone poles. Yeah. So. So you know, it's 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 overarching. I think it also includes some childcare, um, things like that. Nick, basically, it's like oh, the infrastructure of of like the U.S. average citizen's life, I suppose. <coughs> mm-hmm. um, so including that, I mean, childcare is expensive as it is. So two trillion might even be enough to cover just that. Like that would be a topic to discuss. Um, but it, it, so I, I'm I'm on the side of being it doesn't seem to be enough it is better than nothing but i look at like the size of the u.s i mean i've only visited a small portion of it um some states have their roads taken care of like and that's good and like some states have well-functioning systems but i don't think any one state has everything functioning well right it's one or the other either yeah. the roads are really great but the bridges are falling apart or vice versa yeah like the the prioritization or you know is, is there any good rail transit or you know um bus service or something like that for mass transit I look at the Bay Area and uh, BART, I mean, BART is fairly expansive, but BART's also got like issues with, you know, homelessness and weird shit happening and just being in some of the stops being in areas that aren't well taken care of. Uh, and then also stoppages and issues and, you know, things like that. And if they all reach a certain point where they basically reach a critical point, a lot of this infrastructure where if it hasn't been maintained already, it's going to spiral out of control yeah. and it's going to be a bunch of band-aids. Yep. Um, that's probably where we're at. I mean, uh, uh, the expansion of our um, well, even bar itself is, system. Yeah, well, even bar itself is relatively old. It's yeah. not like new, so it's like that's one thing. They're still using the same, uh, I guess, trade style from mm-hmm. what the nineties. Yeah. So it's almost thirty years old now. So, which is like just, okay. So, bit, which like I, I, mean, I wouldn't say I would know off the top of my head whether you know something like that could be maintained or not. Well, I just know that. It's probably on its way out. Mm. Um, or you, you look at New York, and they out, they always have constant closures and uh, and breakdowns, mm. um, and overcrowding and such. So, 
like all these things happen and you think we'd all be smart enough to to look at data and figure out oh in this in this time frame we expect that we'll have such and such ridership and then we should do something about it but Mm. um to preface it basically there's there's not enough attention being put into like taking care of these things when all our news focuses on is you know the, the the misgivings of the president for many years and then like political polarization back and forth so we're all just distracted with the shit no one's actually talking about realistically what it you know what do the numbers mean and where should it be at it's the case of oh well we we swayed something in one direction to make it look like it's way too much and you can't afford it or you know the other direction vice versa so it's kind of frustrating to just look and see that we we do need more money um mm. and i was telling you before offhand that so I was looking a little a little bit of statistics about where we're at overall. Our infrastructure is at a C plus. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, C minus. C minus. Yeah. C minus. So, uh, obviously, you can do worse. It's still a passing grade technically. C's in get degrees. Yep. <laughs> and but if you think about how rich our country is, you, which we always mention how rich our country is, it's true. It's just a case of where is the money? Yeah, where does the money actually go? And it, it doesn't go to anywhere useful. Yeah. Like it, it's not withheld. In our government, let's say a good chunk of it's not in our government, just sat there in a Mac account waiting to be spent. A lot of it's private, if you look at, you know, where, where the majority of it is. But we have, we make plenty, you know, we, we make plenty of money either statewide or federally well, to be able to invest more. I was like part of the problem is, Jimmy, granted, obviously, we can't, we can't prove any of this, but I thought it was kind of funny. Earlier, we were talking about the bullet trade in California, right? Um, it's still going on. It's still supposed to happen. Um, I, they're delayed by another two years now. But it was interesting, right? There was a show on HBO called True Detective, the second season of it. Um, it's interesting. So before this trade, because I believe the trade was announced after the show, not before it. So they had this theme in it that part of basically how all this gameless shit happens at the top is that like the, the government or state will fund these projects, but they'll usually go out to private interest groups are basically private corporations and that's where it's like the money just kind of gets funneled because it's like delays so it's like you know, that's how mm. they lose so much money so it kind of acts as almost as a front everyone's so, trying to get in line to get their deal and trying to hash yeah. out what part they can get away with yeah so to get their back scratched in a way yep so yeah, we'll also just yeah. also just getting money funneled to their accounts that's like oh we'll see we had uh expenditure costs but there was actually any expenditure costs yeah. they're just delaying the project on purpose yeah. So stuff like that. I mean, obviously, it's all Carol prove is circumstantial at best, but yeah. So transparency. Think, yep. So yeah, that's that's a major part of it. Um, yep. As, as you were mentioning the the fact that we have we you know we have so much money as a as a country and people hear that a lot, but where it goes, nobody knows. Yeah. I want that on a t shirt now. Where it goes, nobody knows. But. Um, so we're just left wondering, like, well, I figured we would have enough money for this, but we didn't because things happen. And in actuality, unless you're involved in each step of whatever process um, it takes, you know, to make these decisions, and then on the ground of any of these projects, and you find out, oh, that's where it went. Oh, there, here's the issue, or here's the mistake, or yeah, here's the basically corruption that uh, that happened. Hmm. Um, you just won't find out, and so we just assume things take so so much money to build and. There's a certain minimal threshold that it does require to get everything done and pay the employees of whatever, you know, contract you do. Mm. Um, other than that, there's just a bunch of money wasted yet to get all these people that don't even need to be involved, pretty much, you know, taken care of, because that's the way the that you know that's the way it is. That's the status quo of our uh, 
of how basically so many government projects happen, either infrastructure or like political structure or anything, you know, mm. um, which is a lot of the frustration of why we want to talk about it in the first place is just so people are aware of it. it's not just as black and white of, you know, trust what you hear. That's what the actual cost is or here's what actually happened. It's how is it spun to make us question things? Um, oh, sorry. Well, how is it spun to make us see the information we have and just, you know, trust it as gospel? Mm. Right. Um, so for the infrastructure, uh, it just seems like we could spend a lot more money, to be honest. Like, here's where we're at. Everyone wants to have roads that are smooth. Everyone would like to have transit in cities that function. So if you do live in it, you can reduce congestion, global warming, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so you want to talk about how that might compare to, so say, other countries or other uh, superpowers out there like ourselves? Yeah. Superpower like Mexico. So, yeah. So like us, for example. So Mexico right, is right below us, but I believe what their GDP gap is actually bigger but it, it, I guess it doesn't really matter because we're still in comparison to Mexico yeah um, so it's uh, so this is a G20 list so that's the uh, you know G, G20 group of countries the 20 countries in there uh, the US is second last in that group in terms of uh, investment in infrastructure so they're the the 1.5 percent of GDP is what is predicted and are supposed to be at it looks like here 2.2 um, mm. so there's an amount and then there's what is the I guess the gap of what we expect it should be or it should be to function, and all of these many countries that we basically adore seem to just have it a lot more figured out. Japan is like more than double their GDP, so three point three point two percent of GDP versus one point five. So that's just like they're instantly throwing twice as much money compared to you know what their their entire GDP is, regardless of the fact that it's a smaller country that has less money, but. Of the money they have, they spend more. Mm. Um, and their gap is 0.1, so it's pretty close. Some countries uh, have, have, have it down, and Japan is pretty close, but uh, Germany and France and uh, Canada, actually. So how about that? Canada. Similar, um, if not probably worse climate, mm. right? Worse climate for, I keep, I keep mentioning roads, but like roads is an easy one for people to understand. Um, but roads, infrastructure, you know, things that get exposed to the elements all day, every day. And if they can handle it, why can't we? Yeah, what you know, yeah. what, what, what is it with? It just shows you that people who make decisions are not the ones that should be making them. Like the individuals that get elected, you know, that get put into these positions, they just they're not the ones that really understand or even care enough to actually realize that your job is to do the best that you can in that position for its role, mm. right? And I mean, Canada just seems to be. <laughs> A more a more common sense version of us. I love you go off on your little soapbox. You're just like, like you know, so I'm going annoying. to the same conclusion again. I just hate the people elected. Okay, yeah. they're all fucks. Okay, so let's try to. I guess. Okay, so let's do some more comparisons. So, um, so it seems like what China is right now. They're they're ahead. It's only because they're just building quite a lot. So since everything's new, of course, their infrastructure is going to be a plus rated basically because everything's brand new. So. I want to bring it to the second part of the question, which I'm wondering if this is just the problem with the U.S. as is compared to China, right? So the 1950s, um, under certain acts of the Highway Act, and then all, and we also mentioned the uh, uh, Federal Alcohol Act that also uh, like would provide states funding for roads if they complied with the 21 plus alcohol ban. Or not ban, I should say, but uh, age limit. Um, so the thing is, in the 1950s in the U.S., we had a pretty big growth in overall building. I mean, we came out as victors of World War II. You know, there's a lot of money we got off of basically charging other countries for supplying supplies. So, we you know, it was the nuclear age, aka the term nuclear family. 
Because um, that was a time where people would have, like, you know, we're talking about typical, you know, husband goes off to work, mother is a housewife, and at least two kids, right? But at this time, there was a lot of growth. Like, major cities like Los Angeles that were basically just towns became cities almost overnight. And we were building like crazy. That's where we get the interstate system, stuff like that. So at that time, everything was like A-plus rated. And then we kept building, but we never really maintain, kept maintaining these things. We kept building them, but we never actually looked as like, well, how long are they going to last? And when we should mm. maintain them? And do we have enough money to maintain them when shit hits the fan? Because we brought it up, too, uh, earlier we were talking. As much as we would love, let's say, a Bugatti or a Ferrari, it's easy to buy the car. Anyone can buy the car. But can you maintain the car after you buy it? Yeah. Or does it have any use? Well, that if, too, If yeah. you want to keep it and you don't use it, then that was money wasted. Perfect example of wasted money. Yeah. Well, that too. Oh, well, I'd imagine probably... I guess it's about, I guess if you're that rich to four, where you probably don't sort of matter. And then examples like, but, oh well, we didn't we didn't pay to maintain anything. It's like okay, so that yeah. thing that you have is now crumbling, is now useless. Yeah. If you don't maintain it. Well, this is a let's say for shits and giggles, if you are one of those people that does drive their exotic car, you're probably going to have to do regular maintenance, right? Yep. I mean, you don't have a choice, or else it's going to like break hard, like yeah. hard. So it's like, was it worth it basically to buy something cheaper? Let's just say like let's say even like an Audi R8, right, which is still a supercar. But since it's like kind of predictable, it's predictable. Yeah, it it probably has less maintenance fees overall, and it's probably more reliable versus some of the Italian offerings. So you know, yeah. it just makes you wonder. It's like you know, it's like that's a lot. Of people I don't think people realize it's like it's easy to buy something and think you can maintain it because I think that's a key to us. We'll try to say like say they're supercars. A lot of people think they can buy it or let's say use Bentleys because it's like oh, it's a deal. You know, it's like oh, I could probably afford the maintenance. They find out it's like well. It's about ten grand for an oil change. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Or you look at so. your finances like, yes, your monthly payment might only be this, and you think that's good for the car you have, but then maybe maybe double that yeah. in just maintenance per month. Something, yeah. You know, yeah, that, those costs that are no fun to talk about <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you're at the dealership per se, and it's like, yes. So I'm just wondering if that's maybe the reason that things are so bad, because we didn't predict how much it would actually cost to maintain all this. Mm. And we just kept building anyway. Yeah. Which I wonder if China is going to go through the same problem, let's say, 20 years from now, where I'm right now they have curious. A... Yeah. Right? Because right now they have A-plus infrastructure because everything's brand new. But they also have whole cities that are, like, abandoned because just people didn't want to leave rural areas to go to the cities. They want to, lay, they want to keep, you know, stay in the rural areas. So now they even have a problem where it's like they have these massively built cities, but they're basically abandoned. No one actually lives in them. Yeah. So, as well as these brand new highways and no one drives on because the same thing in rural areas people just don't have a need to buy a car so which is weird because let's say just it's odd that part of the country is like car crazy right now and they're expanding like you know just woo, the and middle it's class cool. yeah it's but there's also rapidly yep yeah, but there's also a huge section of people who are not wanting to jump on that tread or wanting to go to the cities they're like yeah there's no point so yeah i can't speak for everyone in china but that's just i thought it was just like, interesting so it's the same issue right so I imagine, like with China, like those cities, uh, roadways are been kind of left to nature. They'll they'll decay. They're not gonna bother repairing them, you know. And their main cities probably because now they have such an influx of newer vehicles, you know, in these cities, they probably have to have how to deal with. We're talking about widespread repairs because the more cars you have on the road too, the more stuff you have to repair all the time. Yep. So the product the more the economy grows, the more freight and items, and cons- you know, and, and consumption you have, so the more wear and tear. Yep. The reason I'm bringing up a point because we talked about this in another episode. So um, there was a well, actually no, I saw. I think it was me and my professor were talking about this. There is a 
So New York, I can't remember what island, but one of the islands that leads to the main part of the city, like New York City itself, there's only two tunnels. Hmm. So one, my understanding, is more of an entry tunnel, one's an exit tunnel, basically. Mm-hmm. So basically what happens is during their winter months, because there's just there's this cracks everywhere, water will seep in. And since it's electrical lines, it'll short basically the electrical grid. Mm. So the problem is then they have to basically delay the trains. Apparently that one little train will reduce New York's overall GP, GDP growth by 30%. Just wow. that one little train. <laughs> yeah. So they are, and the problem is they're saying it's too expensive is as well as too now? costly. I have to look. I don't remember the time in my head. Um, I have to look wow. it up. But either way, uh, there's a bring up because think about that, right? They're saying it's too expensive to repair the tunnel as it is. Because it's from like the 30s. So they're like, it's, just, it's too expensive to go through the whole thing. So they're trying to build a new one just to basically let the other tunnel just collapse on itself. Right, because at that point, so, not, it's it's not even. I, I could probably agree practically. It's not even. It's not even worth touching. Yeah, but isn't that nuts? So they let it get so dilapidated for so long before they're like, you know, maybe we should have fixed this sooner. Yeah, because some of those cracks, I'd imagine the way they describe it was it just it was from decades of not maintaining it. That's why it got so bad as yeah. it is right now. Yes. And now you have people. Yeah. Apparently, they're showing that like basically there's people that walk along with the train and hit the ice as they go. So does it hit the uh, the top rail thing that will short the system? Mm. Oh, like Lord. solutions. Someone's getting paid. So yeah, that's uh, a perfect example of uh, lack of foresight. Yeah, but then we have other problems too. So I was looking, and I'm wondering because also the times are expanding. Because I was curious, California has an interesting page it's called California Transparent. It goes over all the salaries of basically um, uh, California employees. Yeah. Um, Apparently, there's some university head coaches that are making 450 grand. So, you know, and then their benefits are in the millions. I know, I granted, I guess any state employee will have millions of dollars worth of benefits because, you know, once you're out of the state, you could, you know, as long as you don't, there's, as long as you basically hurt yourself or your own, basically, let's say, dumb assness, then you're covered. So, uh, but either way, isn't that nuts though? Like, you rewind it back, let's say, like in the 70s. I highly doubt those coaches would be making anything above 60. Yeah. So, Although the 70s, 60s wasn't bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't, but like, uh, but it shows you perception. though. Yeah, but it still shows you because that would still only be maybe like, in, like, let's say from the 70s, 60 grand, right? Today, that'd only be what, roughly 170? Maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So, that's what I mean. The fact that they're double that, they're, mm-hmm. you know, 300,000 plus is just, you know. That's what I'm wondering. The other problem, the problem is why we can't afford these infrastructure problems is because just general salaries have gone up to a point where it's just like, well, shit, now we got to pay all these employees. Because, I look, California has roughly 25 million employees, mm. and not all of them are getting that much, you know. But, I mean, still, if there's a higher percentage of people are getting that much. California you know, State has, has employed 25 million people in yes. government. So twenty five now it shows some people who are employ people in the, in the state. Well, my understanding it shows all their salaries for the state. So, um, and I think I was gonna look up if it was current. Isn't that like almost half of the people? Well, Isn't that's that why like I'm, more than half. The people well, that's here? why I was gonna look because I'm pretty sure it's also including people who are retired. Yeah, see, twenty five million. Let's see, seventy eight thousand five hundred ninety eight employee records found. So some of those people are probably also retired too. But yeah, so on record, twenty five million people have been employed. Yes. Okay, and that could probably include people who no longer work there or work. I believe so. Yeah, I remember a long time ago I found this one firefighter, um, which I looked at as like because I was trying to figure out how the hell he got because his regular pay was like like almost it was like eight million dollars, and I found out because he won a lawsuit, so they counted as uh, a salary. So, 
was like, he was still working for him. I don't know. That's a good that's question. So, yeah. But yeah. Oh, gentlemen. Fuel for my fire. Fuel for my fire. <laughs> um, yeah, it goes to show. It's actually, it's funny with that. You mentioned the coach. That might have something to do with the fact that our again, sports infrastructure for you know college college athletics is so um, bloated now. You know, with with um, what do you call it? They're you know they're scouting for you know talent and stuff for for major leagues. I mean, fuck. I guess you you want to have not an idiot in charge of that. Right. The fact that it pays such a premium means oof. I mean. Oh man, that kind of makes makes me makes me a little mad, but that's not surprising, you know. At this point, it is what it is. It warm it, it warms your perception because then it maybe leads into it's sort of a chicken and egg of well, if everyone's getting paid more, then the more money's going towards salaries, and then so things don't get any cheaper. Hmm. California can't reduce its you know fucking housing housing issue or you know rent prices or cost of gas or utilities if they have to keep raising that to then meet these. So it's just like a constant cycle of like, oh, yeah, well, we have a little bit of money on the side for infrastructure. But with that mentioned, of course, they right now they have a surplus of like $70 billion. Wouldn't that be great to just throw that into a good chunk of that into infrastructure yeah. or fund pensions? Well, I'm wondering if we're saving so much cash also because some of our fire problems might be coming up. Because granted, we were, was it, at least for Sonoma County, the red flag warning is gone. Because um, I guess the coastal winds are coming in, so it's making things cooler. Uh, but we still uh, still don't have our super taker. So and it's May. <laughs> yeah. So also it's like, uh, what's gonna happen? So I'm wondering if that's why there's so much cash reserve just in case. Yeah. Because even if like other states help us out, you know, like or they we still have to pay them. Yeah. So it's, it's not like it's not free. a funding issue. It's probably more so of an actual resource issue. You know, like yeah, if, if they if they could solve it now if they use that funding to get resources yeah. and keep them, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But well, when it happens, it's just a case of, oh, we'll throw everything at it and worry about it later. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. So I don't think, which I was agreeing with you, I don't think there's any preventive uh, um, uh, policies put in place. Like, for example, I was hearing a story, a story while I was in the academy about, uh, like, the fire trucks, for example, when they're having uh, really bad fires about, I think, like, six years ago somewhere in East Bay. This is before I moved, uh up to uh, Northern California, but, um, yeah, just either way. So the issue that they ran into, right? So they had a lot of apartments that came to help out. Guess what the problem was? Well, they could use half the fire trucks. Didn't have money for gas. Nope. So the couplings to actually put water into the truck, all of them were different sizes because they're from oh, different they manufacturers. They weren't all standard. Correct. Wow. An <laughs> issue you would think like, cause the fire, I mean the whole profession of firefighters has been around since what God, the 1800s. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not like these the concept of fire truck is anything new, but the fact that nobody might have thought it's like, hey, we should have some sort of universal coupling, you know? Yeah, like just standardize it. Yeah. Who the fuck's competing? You know, They're ridiculous. You know? So, and then they had the same issue with even fire hydrants at different cities had different sizes too. Mm. And it's like, yeah, like what? Why what are we, we doing, doing this? here? Yes, yeah, so, it's like yeah. So yeah. So either way, have the fire truck showed up, but they couldn't use half of them. Lord, so were those the? Were you sure there wasn't like wasn't there fires in the nineties? Uh, there's been fires in every decade. I'm just talking about the ones that were because there was fires. I mean, in LA yeah, in the nineties too. Like, I mean, I my understanding from Northern California, there hasn't been that many like fires. Mm. It's mostly been Southern California. So at yeah, least ones that have been uh, there. Yeah, just that idea of just idiocy in charge, man. Like you think about that on the surface, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to. 
oh, well, it's a private, oh, well, we got a better deal on, you know, these vehicles with this fitting, and so if we went with that option, it would have been an extra 1000 per vehicle, and we can't afford that. Well, that's the weird thing, because it does come down to, like, budget, and I always say that's kind of odd, because it's like, because then you get these weird kind of issues where it's like, yeah, now every city, now not every city has a standard size fire hydrant, you know what I mean? Now they're all different. It's like, well, do you have anything that might lead to long-term problems? Like, no, we should be fine. Did anyone want to invest in adapters? Nah, it's not important. So, like nothing. No ideas brought to the table. Or if they were, clearly the people who could make decisions didn't think anything of it. Right. Like for example, I think I were talking about this before too uh, with the CHP. They uh, they're saving money basically by switching over to chargers. Apparently, for every charger that they buy, they save about two grand versus an Explorer. So, but that was thinking myself. Like honestly, though the the four is probably more reliable than the touch charger is yeah so i'm like yeah you might have saved money initially until you got to replace all those hemi engines here and there so yeah it's weird i mean i guess we don't know until we find out but um like they look cool i'll give them that but <laughs> that's about it <laughs> i guess you could say for chp for example maybe maybe they looked at their doctrine and they looked at you know they got the report saying like what are the pros and cons for each one for the uh, situation they're going to be in Maybe it worked out. Maybe they could put that 2000 towards equipment or something better. But then, of course, it's generally accepted, I think, that like Ford Explorers are the most comfortable for fitting your equipment in. Yeah. So they have more room. So it's a case of maybe you have more. You know, it's trade-offs. It's like, oh, well, maybe he has less room to maneuver in his vehicle or is less comfortable but has more things at his disposal. You know, I guess. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, if it's like, well, maybe we might have a vehicle shortage because of maintenance or issues, you never know. Well, supposedly, yeah. what the, at least what they, at least they told me it was more that it's just, uh, it was more just strictly cash because even their computers are all by one company, so and they're yeah. universally fitted. So, which it doesn't really matter the car basically. It just it just means you'll be tighter in your car. Yeah. So, but they have weird, other weird issues. I, I think I told you they still carry a, a gun from the '90s, this old Smith and Wesson. Um, God, I can't remember the net. But either way. Um, it's it's old. Let's say it's old and it's heavy, so mm -hmm. it gives a lot of people uh, officers hit problems over time. So it's weird to think, <laughs> right? Different. Well, it's weird. So we live in the age of polymer guns, right? They're lighter. They're just as effective as all steel guns, you know. So it's like, and honestly, fuck. I mean, granted, I got this was older design, so it's probably a little cheaper than a Glock. But it's like, in terms of like durability, reliability, it's like why well, just get a Glock? It's also lighter, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it could maybe save some of your officers' hip problems. Like, it's like why aren't you switching over? Yeah. So it's weird. They basically it's, went from revolvers to that gun. They just that's it. They yeah. haven't changed. It's like it's like the so. it's like the U.S. Army sticking with like a 1911. Yeah, for forever and a half. Yeah. It's like sure you you know the. At a certain point, it's like with anything, it's like yes, you can kind of stick with the cost savings of being really in depth into a system mm. but eventually the actual needs change yeah you know and you have to evaluate like maybe you do have to spend money yeah. on something for an effective change right the point being an effective change of like oh well do you do you care about your chp officers it may seem like dumb on the surface if you're in your office like oh we have more reports of back injuries it's like okay it's mm -hmm. like, well the report has shown that they all seem to be stemming from the fact that the gun's really heavy compared to other departments that don't use it it's like hmm all right, whatever. Right. Like, okay, well, maybe think about that because those people are the ones day-to-day -day making the decisions, right? Yeah. But it's another case of these people who are in charge of making these decisions who have to evaluate things, they don't. They just don't care that much. That is true. They just care about their own their own money, how they can make themselves you know, feel more powerful and all that bullshit. Like, for just every decision made, yeah. almost, I don't know. There's some people that are good, I guess, but it's generalizing. That's why you can't get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that should be an ending note right there. We just can't get shit done. U.S. Hence the soapbox. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks.